Hi, this is Mike Brissell, voice of Living with the Land and the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. We invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy your Grand Circle Tour of Tomorrowland with the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Hello, humans, and welcome to another fantastic, exciting, and amazing episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Fitzgerald, and alongside me this week are two of our fantastic co-hosts. Tim, I don't, you weren't on last week's show, but I promoted everyone. I, it was easier that way. Um, from the state of Illinois, Tim Schweska. Chuck, I'm coming to you live from the Food and Wine Festival Center, where the death toll sits at 10 from the pass holder cutting board debacle. I just imagine that it will be October soon. It's October now, so the death toll is bound to shoot right up. Back to you. <laughs> Thanks for that report from the field, Tim. You're and welcome. from Texas, Jeff Williams. Sitting here with my uh, Mickey cutting board flash photography, I wouldn't. It alters homing signal, and that's not good. Jeff, how many people did you have to kill? to get your uh, Mickey cutting board. <laughs> I didn't kill anybody, but oh my goodness. Uh, apparently, there's a lot of upset people when they find out they're in the wrong line and uh, they get pretty ticked off. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean the wrong line? <laughs> they just, they, I guess they think they're in the uh, the line they, to get the free uh, magnet and they're in the line for the cutting board, so they have to go back and get in the other line. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Hmm. That explains the death toll, Tim. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, just that's uh, that's why Jeff is now being treated for uh, PTFWD, you know, post-traumatic food and wine disorder. <laughs> well, and then after you get that credit card bill, once you're all done, that's oof. a... That's, oof. That's, oof. So, that's I, I remember I last that year. total at the end. Oh, my God, when they they print out, they, they give you that printout. Oh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I remember <sighs> last year when I went down by myself without Heather, um, I spent like $100 at Food & Wine on myself in one day. At no point in time was I full, but I still spent $100? What did I buy? <laughs> dreams. You bought dreams. <sighs> I'm, I'm already getting the lecture since I'm going down to kind of the mini dudes meet up in May uh, about, okay, you're going to be on your own and you're going to be there for the flower and garden fest with everything, with all the booths set up. I need you to not spend our mortgage payment. <laughs> so you've been given an allowance. That's what you're saying. Uh, uh, well, I mean, I've, I've been given, haven't really been given an allowance. I've been given a look, don't make me break your legs when you come back. <laughs> oh, <so. laughs> nice. And Jeff and Jeff spent my, my lovely wife, she uh, she's mean enough to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, before Tim gets in trouble, and if Tim gets in trouble, Tim, you know what may help you out of your trouble coming up? Would it be DP, uh, DBC Resale or Joffrey's Coffee? I it would to... actually be Joffrey's Coffee because nothing uh, beats a well-caffeinated wife. Ah, uh, yes, that is true. Yes, caffeinated wife, happy life. 
Yeah, yeah. You know what? Having just been married, I uh, I do remember that being part of the vows, I think. I don't know who wrote them. It was weird. Weird vows that we had there. Um, but absolutely, no. We make light of it, but Joffrey's Coffee, some fantastic product. Right now, they have Mickey's True Original 90th Blend. Um, and pretty much pretty, any type of coffee that you want, Joffrey's have. They are the official coffee of Disney, and they are the official coffee of the Mickey Dudes podcast. So for your next coffee needs, and you know what? You probably need some right now. Head on over to Joffrey's.com. Let them know the Mickey Dude sent you. It won't get you anything for free or even a discount. But With, uh, Sorry, go ahead. But it will get you some good coffee. So Joffrey's.com for the official coffee of Walt Disney World and Disneyland. You were going to say, Tim? Just a little bit of a tip with cold weather uh, starting to set in all over. The Bananas Foster from Joffrey's is amazing. Fantastic. A great fall cold weather coffee. Mm, I don't like bananas. What do you recommend? Uh, then honestly, I would recommend getting some of that fifth, uh, the Mickey's 90th birthday. That is fantastic. Bittersweet, uh, like kind of bittersweet notes of chocolate, a little bit of toffee. It's fantastic. It's really, really a good coffee. Mm. Great blend. Making a list. 90th birthday blend. Fantastic. All right. And do you know, well, you had mentioned it before, Tim. Uh, what else would prevent your wife from killing you is getting into the DVC market down in Walt Disney World. And there's no better place to do that to do that than at dvcresalemarket.com. Head on over to dvcresalemarket.com, visit our friends, and they will set you up with a fantastic contract. We were just talking about this before we went live tonight, and there are so many good deals over at uh, dvcresalemarket.com. Looking at it right now, the Grand Floridian has 200 points for a June use year starting in 2019, $169 a point. They have Hilton Head. So if you want to get outside the Disney bubble but still be in the Disney bubble, at 350 points with a March use year of $74 a point, and at one of the better deals that we found, and I'm not talking over at the Polynesian, which is also a very, very good deal, uh, over at Saratoga Springs, for 275 points with an October use year, $99 a point. You're, really yeah, you're not going to get those type of prices from Disney, but you're still going to get the, that top level of service from DVCResaleMarket.com. So head on over there if you're looking at buying into the DVC, re, DVC market or if you're looking at selling your DVC contract. They can help you out with it all, and they will help you out with top-class white glove service. So head on over there. Let them know that the Mickey Dudes sent you, and they will send you an autographed picture of Tim. That's right, because after all, especially me, I do know nothing quells a spouse's murderous rage quite like a Disney Disney Vacation Club membership with 200 points or more. And a picture of Tim. That too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gentlemen, so we're going to get into tonight's topics. But before we do that, we have some breaking news. Jeff, can you hit the breaking news beeper? <laughs> Bing, 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 bing. 
<laughs> Did we just arrive at a trolley stop or do we have breaking news? We need to check on the breaking news beeper, and that's not the breaking news. Oh, I'm sorry. I hit the Mr. Rogers Neighborhood button. My ah. bad. Ah. As, Again, as one makes that mistake pretty often. In the words of Stewie Griffin, what kind of king lives by the railroad tracks? <laughs> I actually watched that episode yesterday. <laughs> Uh, tonight's breaking news is not brought to you by Mr. Rogers or by a king living near the railroad tracks. It's actually coming out of Disney Springs, where Disney has announced that in 2019, they're opening up a new section of the West Side. Excuse me, a new section in the West Side, a new restaurant of City Works Eatery and Poorhouse. Now, that is P-O-U-R, not P-O-O-R. But if you try to buy your DVC without DVC resale, you may end up in the second one. Um, so this is a relatively new thing. I mean, it was announced within the last two days. I, I, what do you guys think? I mean, Disney expanding into the, I, I don't want to say craft brewery, craft beer market, because I don't think that's what this is. But I do think that this is the, the new trend of, bars that you're seeing pop up all across the country um it, the report that is currently out says multiple tvs including one 165 inch tv screen to view sports um if they ever don't need that i will send them my address and they can send me that size monitor i'm sure my wife will be fine with it <laughs> maybe i should ask her no she doesn't listen Honey, if, if you're listening, we're getting a bigger TV. Um, anyways, so, Jeff, I'm going to start with you. What do you think of this newest announcement coming out of the West Side over at Disney Springs? Well, uh, it sounds massive. So the first thing I think of, and we were just there last weekend. Uh, we drove by I-4. You see the monstrous third parking garage going in at Disney Springs. And then mm -hmm. you see them filling in these spaces all the way over to West Side and eventually going to have the NBA um, experience facility. And and uh, they, they're they definitely going big uh, with, with this stuff. Um, whenever the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge finishes uh, and then a couple more of the e-ticket attractions that are coming online for the 50th anniversary in 2021... Uh, Disney is definitely sensing a large, massive quantity of people coming for that good year and a half uh, period. So it's really smart of them to kind of build up for that to accommodate more and more people. Yeah, you're 100% right. And the, the thing about the uh, City Works Eatery and Poorhouse is it will be opening before um, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, Star Wars Land, as it is scheduled to open in the summer of 2019. Um, you know, it has 80 beers available on tap, blah, 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 all that special stuff, special tappings from local breweries and breweries around the world. Um, also as probably my favorite sentence in any press release ever, there will be wine. Um, that was the entire <laughs> sentence. Not, oh, there's special wines. There will be wine. So good, I guess I, I'm not a wine guy, but. Okay, there's going to be wine. Well, we'll uh, we need to start uh, gangs of D Disney Springs, and we'll 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 say there oh will boy. be wine. Yeah, as opposed to there will be blood. Yeah, <laughs> there will be wine. Okay, I can see that. Um, Tim, you are our resident beer aficionado. Um, 
Is there a fancier word for that? I'm sure there is. What do you call yourself? Don't say Tim. Well, I mean, we might as well just go ahead and go with, you know, the uh, let's let's cut all the fancy and, you know, puffed up terms. I'm the resident alcoholic. So, well, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I learned how to be polite and I, I, I appreciate sound that. official. No, no, I, I, I appreciate that. And you had good form. But let's just go ahead and, you know, walks like a duck, talks like a duck. Let's not try and point at it and call it a swan here. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, it's uh, if, if any of you folks are uh, have a yard house around you or if you have a world of beer or a hop cat, this is basically what it's going to be. Uh, it's uh, expect probably a lot of um, a lot of food service catalog stuff on the menu. I mean, you're going to have your typical nachos quesadillas uh you know you'll have the fajitas all that other stuff but also you're gonna find uh some cool stuff like uh poke bowls uh you'll find maybe a few sushi rolls some uh sashimi you'll find maybe uh some asian fusion dishes on there some curry dishes they've uh, a lot of these places have really started to step up their menus realizing that people are not going to just settle for your typical tgi you know ruby applebee's so um, <clears throat> so Wait a second now, Tim, not to interrupt, <clears throat> but yes. just some further information. Um, City Works is a chain. Yes. Uh, however, I am looking at their menu because, you know, you said food and I got curious. They have an entree, Santa Fe stuffed peppers. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. Yeah, I mean, see, that's the, exactly. I mean, they, you know, you're, you're going to see, uh, you'll see, you know, your usual standards that you're going to see in a lot of the franchises and the chains, but... You're also going to see uh, a nice, you know, you'll see a nice variety where you'll see, you'll at least see about a half a dozen things on the menu where it's, you'll kind of get the, oh, wow, I didn't expect that reaction. Like lamb um, pastrami? Yeah. See, I mean, again, you're, uh, you know, you're going to actually get, uh, get some surprises there, which I'm happy to hear that they're doing that. Uh, but, and also, I mean, at least as far as my experiences in eating at Hopcats and Yard House, uh, I, I enjoyed the menu. I thought the food was fresh. I thought it was well-prepared. And with as busy and as high volume as most of those places are, they do actually get uh, get the food out to you in a timely manner, and it's actually, uh, it is fresh and tastes very good. Uh, as far as the beer, the one thing that always w- concerns me when you hear about a place that says, oh, we have 80, 90, 100 taps, <clears throat> you, you worry about the freshness. Because unless you are selling an extremely high volume of beer, and unless you're, unless you're ordering, you know, six barrels or quarter barrels instead of half barrels, which a place like that probably isn't normally doing because your your pour cost is so much less on a half barrel than it is on a six or a quarter, you're, uh, you know, there's going to be a few things on the line I'm sure that are going to go, you know, go a little south. But as far as some of the, uh, as far as some of the selections, you'll see some corporate mandates. You'll see. Some of the beers that, you know, are, have become standard, you know, you'll see the Lagunitas, you'll see the Sam Adams, you'll see... The delicious uh, Bud Light. Yeah. Uh, well, really, to tell you the truth, I'm not sure if you will see those things in there. You, you might see craft brands that are owned by SAB Miller and AB InBev. Because, I mean, you, you might see bottles. But draft, uh, they a lot of places are starting to realize that you will... With a craft drinker, you will see a craft drinker walk out if they don't feel like they have a good tap list. 
you will not see a macro drinker walk out if they don't have Budweiser or Bud Light on draft. If they have it in some form, if it's, I've, I've always joked around, you could serve it in a dog food bowl. It wouldn't matter. They'd still order it because they have their Bud Light. So, um, <clears throat> but you will actually see a decent amount of uh, variety here. So I think it might be a welcome addition. The only thing I'm afraid of, and I uh, like our, uh, one of our esteemed hosts, Pat Gennetti, pointed out on a discussion thread earlier, is about, I wonder if the oversaturation of restaurants may come to uh, an ill effect in Disney Springs. Because there's a lot of great restaurants being put in there, and whereas that's great, there's a lot of variety, there's a lot more places for people to go, so that way you maybe start to see crowds die down in some of the other restaurants. Mm. Is it, you know... Can can you get to a point of oversaturation down there is kind of the question sometimes. Is it going to cannibalize what's already there? Agreed. And that was a really good point that Pat made, but, you know, we don't even know that he exists anymore. Um, it, it could be his wife running his Facebook account and she would have murdered him six months ago. We don't know. We're not saying that happened, but we're saying we don't know. Well, all I know is if they make an edible brisket, they'll put the polite pig under. <laughs> well, Tim... Don't you worry to go back to uh, City Works. Um, I am looking at their menu. And now, like I said, it is a chain. So I am looking at the menu for the one that is located in uh, King of Prussia. Uh, Bud Light is on the menu. Okay. Yeah. And Corona, because I know you like your Corona. Well, it's, you, you, you'll, of course, need your macros because people will expect those. People are going to – people will expect – and you're going to have to carry those in a, in a big mass restaurant like that. You're going to need the Coronas. You'll need the Mick, Mick Ultra. You know, you'll need the Bud Light, you'll need the Miller Light, you know, so the cores. Well, they also like their beer menu is just ridiculous. Their beer menu includes like nine ciders, which includes 1911 um, hard cider. Very good cider, by the way, 1911. Um, I'm looking at it and a lot of it looks to be locally sourced. That's fantastic. Like, they have now this is obviously, like I said, the one out of Philly. They have Sly Fox Brewing out of Pottstown. They have, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that because there's a T-R, there's an O in there. Trogues. With a, it's Trogues. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Trogues. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, Trogues. Best brewery in Pennsylvania, bar none. Yeah, they have some from there. Uh, let's see. Cooperstown, New York, which is, it's not terribly far. Oh, they have some Le Fin du Mans out of Quebec, which you could also get over at the Canada Pavilion. More on that say, later. Brewery Unibrew. I mean, it's... Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Uh, uh out of Pennsylvania, Victory Brewing out of Pennsylvania. Victory's like, also very good. So it, it's see ooh, Brewery Omegan. Whatever. Omegang. Yeah, Omeg see Omegang, Tim, why of, didn't you read this? <laughs> oh yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, Omegang out of Cooperstown, New York. They're actually now owned by I'm wanting to say Omegang is now owned by Duval. Fun fact, I've been to Cooperstown. I can go now. I can end my boycott. Ron <laughs> Santa was well no, Ron Santa was finally inducted to the Hall of Fame. So I can end my boycott. <laughs> oh, Cooperstown's fantastic. You should go, and apparently they have a brewery that you know the name of. Oh yeah, Oma Gang's been there for a while. They're it's a great, great place. I've been I've actually been to the brewery, have not been to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, like not I said, you know what? I've Hey, you know what? If you keep the best third baseman in the 60s out of there, you, you know what? You can expect to keep me out of there, too. So, 
Nice. Hey, Fair enough. Hey, can you guys think of any other place in Disney Springs you could go uh, to watch the sports sporting event? I couldn't think of any. Honestly, no. I think I think that's where I think that's where they'll probably make their uh, make their mint. Uh, yeah. You said you know, Disney I, Springs, I really right? Yeah. Disney yeah. Springs. Yeah. Because because yeah. yeah, you got the ESPN Club on the back end. Uh, you know, over over in Boardwalk, which it, it's it's all right. But I mean, yeah, Disney Springs with it not, uh, you know, with it kind of well with it being essentially a free entity. That yeah. is, uh, I. And especially with as much as they draw from the southeastern United States, uh, as I mean, as some of you very well know, it's a religion down there. College football is definitely a religion. Right. So. Yeah. No, that that is true. Now, like for instance, uh, have you guys ever been to the NBC uh, Grill over at Universal Studios? No. I have not. So it, you know, it's really got that generic uh, sports bar feel. But that's what they, I think that's one thing they had over Disney is, uh, you know, a hundred screens playing anything from, you know, uh, cricket to, <laughs> to whatever, you know, sport, uh, poker. But, uh, when we've been in Disney many times and like, like you said, our, our favorite team will be getting ready to play a bowl game or whatever. And we got to run back to our room. Um, that's about the only way we can trust being able to see it. Um, so maybe that, maybe that'll be their niche. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I completely agree. Cause I had to follow on my phone when I was down there, uh, trying to follow uh, the Notre Dame game and I had to keep up on my phone cause I couldn't find anywhere with a TV that had it on. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good point because now that I think of it last time when I went down there in November, I was trying to watch the bills game on Thursday night football, which I should not have done. Um, <laughs> and instead of going out to Disney Springs, I had to sit in my hotel room. Right. Yep. I had the same situation when the uh, the Bears were playing Thursday night football. Uh, maybe like a few trips back, had the same issue. Yeah, that, that's a really good call there, Jeff. I mean, that, yeah, that does call. not exist in Disney Springs as we know it now. So, coming summer of 2019, hopefully we will know what that's like. Yeah. Uh, All right. Months after I go, dang it. <laughs> I, you know what, Tim? You need another trip. I agree. <laughs> Problem solved. Uh, here comes that leg breaking thing with the wife again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for tonight's topic, we're going to move on to a new segment that we're introducing here that I've probably stolen from somewhere else. <laughs> I mean, nothing on the Internet is the, is unique. It's all a copy pasta of copy pasta. Not cavatappi pasta, but we are going to be talking about things that we have eaten down at Disney World. So tonight's topic is going to be the best thing I ever ate. So gentlemen, here are the rules for this evening. Out of the four things, four different topics, so we're going to have an appetizer, a drink, alcoholic, non, specialty, non. Um, it doesn't actually have to be something that is only available in Disney World, but something that you were introduced to at Disney World. Um, slushies do not count, regardless of the fact if they were purchased in a souvenir mug or not. I'm looking <laughs> at you, Country Bears mug. Um, the best entree and the best dessert. Um, now for dessert, we're going to go a little bit rogue here. We're going to say anything that you can get that is a little bit sweeter, so it, it could. It doesn't have to be at a restaurant. It doesn't have to be like 
the lava cake or, or anything like that. It can be the delicious, delicious Dole Whip. I'm not going to say pineapple swirl. I'm also going to exclude the orange crap. No orange swirl. <laughs> you mean citrus, citrus swirl. swirl? How dare you? It's not even citrus. It's barely it's, edible. It's, it's, cough, it's, it's a, frozen cough medicine. It's okay. We don't expect you to understand. You like, you know, like Jeff once said, you don't, you know, you're you're still a young fella. Your palate isn't that refined yet. All right. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. So, do you have any questions about tonight's topic? Uh, except no, I don't have any questions. Is that is snack count as appetizer? Can we do that? Make a case for it, and yes. Okay. <laughs> you got it. I mean, I'm I'm all for breaking rules, even the ones that I make. But you have to be able to defend it. Right on. All right. So with that being said, we are actually going to start with you, Jeff, and your appetizer. Where are you going to take us? And what is the best appetizer you ever ate at Walt Disney World? This one's a two-parter uh, because um, I want to stay topical and do one that I've the best thing I've eaten as a snack slash appetizer. <laughs> and I'm taking this over to uh, Africa in Disney's Animal Kingdom. Um there was a very treasured uh, snack of mine, and it's on. I have a little sweet tooth, and it was offered in the Kusaferi's coffee shop and bakery. Uh, it was called the African Spice Cake, and uh, there was a bunch of us that was just cherish this. It was our favorite, one of our favorite snacks, and all of Disney World, let alone Africa or even Animal Kingdom. Uh, they took it away. Uh, I don't know what they were thinking. Um, somebody was, you know, fired or something. I don't know what the what the heck's going on with that. But as a nice little uh, uh, bonus, uh, you, you just cross right over to the Tamu Tamu Refreshments, and they now have a hot Malva warm spice cake sundae. Um, now you can just get the cake by itself, but uh, I highly recommend going with the sundae. Uh, with uh, they, they kind of drizzle or they, they, they put uh, whatever ice cream of choice you want on top and then generally they'll put uh, sprinkle it with a little cinnamon um, now Malva is an interesting concept um, because it's kind of a South African baked dessert um, I just looked this up because I've always wondered what the heck Malva means <laughs> and I've never got a clear understanding of it but basically wait, wait a second Jeff hang on yeah. Before we go into the explanation, wasn't Malva from Seinfeld? Is yeah. That what Jerry guessed his girlfriend's name was. Yeah, with that with a U though, I think. Yeah. <laughs> this is M A V M A L V A. Okay. Be All be right. Careful. Very good then. All right. Uh, I'm not editing tonight, so it's gonna be be on the you're you're playing the edge there. You're playing the edge there, uh, Chuck. Um, basically, Malva is kind of a uh, strange terminology for uh, South Africa. And if you go on Wikipedia, there's literally seven theories of where Malva comes from. So this isn't a straightforward thing. Apparently, Oprah Winfrey loves it. Um, uh, well, she loves it. Everyone loves it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in general, I think uh, the Afrikaans say Malva uh, is short for marshmallow because it's a spongy cake. And I think they just think it means it feels spongy like a marshmallow. 
Okay. Um, that's kind of the general rule. Art Smith uh, from um, uh, that used to be Oprah's uh, private chef. He says it. Wait, he, you mean Chef Art Smith of Homecoming? Exactly. You know, I don't know why he's not making it there, but uh, he says he learned from a hospitality ambassador in South Africa that the, it was that, named after a woman <laughs> called Malva, but whatever. Huh. Anyway, I, I I think it's more along the lines of Latin uh, Malva. It means mallow. So I think it's straightforward with that. Anyway, it's spongy. It's, yeah, it, it's spicy. Uh, what I didn't realize is I was looking at ingredients. It's made uh, with a uh, apricot jam base. And I was like, no wonder I like it. I really love apricot jam. So Anyway, uh, that's that's one of my favorites. Um, I can't resist passing it up uh, when I'm there, and I, I, I recommend checking it out. Okay, just for clarification here, you made a marshmallow cake, kind of, for <laughs> your appetizer? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All, All right, Tim, what is the best thing you ever <clears throat> ate for an appetizer? The appetizer I am going with is <clears throat> my wife and I love the Animal Kingdom Lodge, and one of our favorite restaurants is Gigo. Oh, thank God. Uh, Gigo <laughs> is amazing. Love it. <laughs> Don't worry. I wasn't going to Sanaa. Don't worry. You can have the, you can go ahead and have like the card. Don't say looking. what it is. I haven't gone yet. <laughs> I, I didn't say it. We all know. Sinner. <laughs> yep. But I am actually getting the grilled wild boar tenderloin. Oh, wow. And, wow. Oh, yeah. It, it, well, it's 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 a it's a small portion. It is. I mean, I'm not getting like a huge like a whole wild boar here. No, but, but it sounds it, like actual food, not marshmallow oh, cake. Oh, it's it's an appetizer. <laughs> so. It's uh, but it's served with like this uh, kind of a cornmeal polenta. It's called mealy pap, uh, truffle oil and micro cilantro, and there is this uh, almost a uh, almost a demi glace served with it, and it just it is so tender, and the creaminess of the uh, the corn polenta pairs so well with it. Uh, it's called mealy pap, but basically that's what they explained is it's kind of like a corn polenta, cornmeal polenta. And it is, it's just, it is so savory, so tender. It is, um, it's, it's one of these things I haven't had, uh, haven't had the experience since when I went to La when I went to La Cellier in its heyday and had the center cut, uh, filet that I could cut with my fork. So this is just an absolutely amazing appetizer. Uh, they have a great list of wines. They have an on staff uh, sommelier who will help you pick out a wine. But it's just a fantastic way to start, which is something that is always a stellar meal at Chico. Jeff, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you ever feel like Tim just outclasses us? <laughs> yeah, I think he's sitting there probably in a tuxedo as well. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> tuxedo... <laughs> I'm sitting here smelling. in Mickey Mouse sweatpants and a five-year-old division champion Blackhawk shirt. <laughs> like from when you were five years old? Five years ago, like as in 2013. Uh, so are, are you in a room smelling of 
rich mahogany with many leather-bound books. Fire <laughs> roaring are, next to there you. There are a lot of books, and I mean, I am looking <laughs> over at a nice extensive bourbon and scotch collection. Uh, oh, wow. There is no roaring fire. The fireplace is in the next room. No. Uh, all of our all of our books are downstairs. <laughs> Down the, the foyer. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's usually where I kill Colonel Mustard with the candlestick, so... <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So for myself, I, as Tim has kind of already ruined, am going over to Sanaa. Um, and and I'm absolutely going to get the uh, the bread service. You're going to get the large portion with all the sauces. Um, when we went to Sanaa, it was the best thing that we had. Um, the, the actual meal itself could have been replaced entirely by a second order of the bread service. It was that good. And quite frankly, I would have rather have just had the bread service than the meal itself. Um, but you need to make sure. I was disappointed. Yeah. In their, I was disappointed in their entrees. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. You, you're hundred percent right. I, I had what I thought would be the, the better thing. I don't even see it on the menu anymore, but it was the one where you got to pick, um, two different entrees maybe they don't have it for dinner oh yeah the combo yeah my uh, yeah. my wife did that yeah yeah i don't i don't see it on the hmm. yeah menu anymore um but it i got like the butter chicken and then the braised beef um and man was i disappointed uh, I, I didn't like the butter chicken myself i thought it was dry i thought it was uh-huh. very poorly seasoned i did not get a lot of flavor out of it but the bread service, you're right. All those sauces, that especially that chili sambal. Oh, yeah, the red chili sambal yes. was fantastic. Um, the garlic pick, the garlic pickle, the spicy jalapeno lime pickle, um, the roasted red bell pepper. Uh, I actually liked all of them except for the pepper hummus. I'm not really a hummus guy myself, um, but I would absolutely eat all of those sauces again, and. And the bread, you know, I mean, you could probably just eat the sauce, but the bread, um, the non bread itself would just, so this was our first time having anything quote adventurous. Um, and, and I wanted to do it right. So I tried the non bread without any sauce first and it was fantastic. I mean, that was, I'm like, as soon as I had that, I'm like, all right, this is going to be a great meal. Little did I know what was going to happen later. Um, by later, I mean with the entree. Uh, but the the non-bread, I really cannot say enough good things about the bread service over at Sanaa. And if you are looking for the best appetizer ever, other than the marshmallow cake, I recommend you head over to Sanaa for that. Agreed. Fantastic pick, Chuck. Jeff, have you had any of the non-bread from uh, Sanaa? Oh, yeah, it was great. Uh, we, we went right when they opened. Um now they used to serve chutney with it. Did did they still serve any kind of chutneys at all? Or um, uh, I think they did like a, an apple chutney with ours. Yes. Okay. Yeah, when I was there, they did as well. Um, actually, I'm looking at the menu right now. They have a coriander or a mango or tomato date chutney. Nice. That's the one we had. We had the core. It was um, um the mango one. That was really good. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Can't go wrong. I wonder if you get your pick of that. I- I don't remember. I just said, give me all the sauces. And I snapped my fingers. And all of a sudden, there were sauces. I don't know what happened. All right. We're going to move on to round two, providing no one else has anything to add. Let's do it. All right. 
For this one, we are going to go with the best drink that I have ever had in Walt Disney World. Now, as I explained before, this does not necessarily have to be a drink that is exclusively available in Walt Disney World. Um, so, for instance, if your favorite drink is a Joffrey's coffee that you were introduced to in Walt Disney World, by all means, be our guest. See what I did there? Um, no? Okay, fine. We're moving on. Uh, <laughs> so, Tim, we're going to start with you. Please don't outclass us. What is your favorite drink from Walt Disney World? All right. I am going to be going with uh, the Nomad Lounge mm. in uh, the Animal Kingdom. And the best drink I ever had, uh, as far as mixed drinks, I mean, I've had plenty of amazing beers, but as far as I want to go specialty cocktail, uh, the Lamu Libation from the Nomad Lounge. And that is Star African Rum, Cruzan Banana Rum, Guava Puree with orange, lime, and pineapple juices. And they give you a floater of Gosling's 151 Rum. It oh. is phenomenal. Oh. It, it really is. I, uh, I had that when I had my second best uh, appetizer in Disney, and that was the poutine, the brisket poutine. Not that I'm cheating. But uh, that drink was so good. The Lambo libation, fantastic. And I'll tell you, it's uh, if it wasn't for that uh, wild boar, uh, the charred octopus at Nomad, I mean, I'd, I'd have been staying there for at least two visits because the, the charred octopus, and they do a uh, tuna poke bowl there that we did on this last trip that were amazing. Just absolutely phenomenal. My wife does not like octopus. She hates it, and uh, she split the appetizer right down the middle with me. She she went piece for piece. Okay, I'm uh, I'm actually looking. So I'm right now. I'm looking at the the menu for from Nomad on uh, the Touring Plans Lines app. The Lamu Libation is there. I, however, do not see the poutine. Uh, last time I last time I was there, I did not notice the poutine, but. Uh, the uh, but that lamu libation, the one thing I liked about it, I just I had to try it because of uh, the banana, the orange, and the pineapple. And just reading it, I was like, oh my god, it sounds like an alcoholic five alive. I got to try this, and it was, <laughs> and uh, which yes, it, it really was. But what I liked is it was not too sweet. It was not overpowering. No, and, uh, and you know what, Tim? Like to your point, you said that there was the banana rum. I don't like the flavor of banana. Um. I can pick it out of most things, but it, it was not there. Like it, all those flavors blended so well together. Granted, it was all rum, so maybe I don't remember. But uh, well, uh, what I felt is, I mean, it because of because of all the citrus fruits in there, you had an acidic sweetness to it, and mm -hmm. the banana rum with the banana flavoring, it gave it like a mellow kind of a mellow backbone, which took down the acidity in there. I think, which I thought was really nice. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. And that is a fantastic call. Um, and what I would have chosen had I remembered that I had it up until right now. <laughs> oh, and, uh, and, I, and I did, of course, uh, I did, of course, enjoy this drink outside on the patio 
Oh, with a yeah. huge leather-bound book in my smoking jacket mm. uh, <laughs> while reading yeah. of Captain Spaulding's adventures in the Dark Continent in the 19th century. So, yeah, naturally, as one does. Go. <laughs> yes, of course. With with my favorite pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why the smoking jacket. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. Not a savage. <laughs> no, no, of course. God, no. <laughs> All right, Jeff, tell us about the best drink you ever had. Hey, and when I'm at Disney World, I follow the kiss principle, um, and that's not, you know, kiss me after Chuck had too much rum. Uh, that is uh, oh. keep it simple. And uh, I just head straight over to 50s Primetime and go for the PB&J shake. Oh, that's another fantastic call there, Jeff. Yeah. Why did I not think of these things? <laughs> oh. Very, yeah. very good pick. That is I do not order milkshakes in Disney, and I ordered that milkshake. <laughs> right. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's, and you don't. Even, I mean, you can get it at the bar too. You don't even have to. What's the place called again? The uh, the bar tune part. In. Yeah, tune in. Tune in lounge. Yeah. So you can even grab it at tune in lounge. You don't have to be in the and restaurant. You should. Yeah. So that, that I've got a sweet tooth, and for sure, especially when you're walking around in the in the heat all day, you need to pick me up, and that's that's a good one. And generally, milk is a bad choice. <laughs> yeah. Well, but those, not, those not in this case. Not in this goals, case. Though, but we won't get into that. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that is the uh, second Anchorman reference that I've made this evening. Yes, you have. You're on a roll. I am. It's just so forgettable, you know, like the second Anchorman, you know. Oh, God, that movie was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Tim, what do you have to say about the uh, PB&J milkshake, if anything, that Nothing. we haven't discussed? Honestly, I think uh, I think Jeff has already nailed it. I mean, like he said, the KISS, keep it simple, stupid. I go by that rule a lot. And uh, uh, 50s primetime is very good. They remind me of, they just kind of remind me of that uh, that place where there's there's not a lot of frills, anything else. But whatever they do, they do it extremely well. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yeah, just a simple thing like peanut butter and jelly. They combine it in a milkshake and... It's phenomenal. Their food over there is outstanding. Again, mm-hmm. another place where it's like you're in 90 degree heat. You don't think about eating heavy comfort food, but I couldn't help it. I had to order the meatloaf when I was there. Fantastic. I think I had the stuffed pork chop or whatever it was. And my wife had the fried chicken. I mean, we both just we we had to stop ourselves because we're like, no, if we eat all this, we're going to go outside and we're going to immediately fall asleep. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, that. That PB and J milkshake, uh, we we picked that up and we split it uh, split it for dessert, and it was phenomenal. I mean, just wait. I have a question, Tim. Yeah. What is this split it that you're talking about? Uh, I don't understand the concept. I honestly, it's with with as much as I sometimes eat, uh, you know, in other times, but when I'm at home heavy training everything else when i'm down there i don't i actually don't eat a lot because i don't like to be weighed down when i'm moving we're, we're definitely at a go 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 pace a lot mm-hmm. and i don't like being weighed down with a full meal so my wife and i share a lot of entrees we share a lot of appetizers yeah. we share a lot of snacks we share a lot of desserts so sharing Okay, let me write that down. <laughs> okay, you're, you're gonna you're gonna need to know this because uh, as it's most likely as the definition of let me have a piece of that, or I will get a piece of you. 
Ah, okay then. <laughs> Share food to prevent <laughs> death. Got it. And even hear the crayon scrolling. Good boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have only the highest quality props here at the Mickey Dudes podcast. Oh, I mean, of course. I mean, I write everything on my Etch-A-Sketch. <laughs> of course, my wife calls it. That's your iPad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving over to me for the best thing that I ever had for a drink. I'm actually going to pick two um, because one has to be paired. Um huh? The first thing that I'm going to pick is a drink that I first had last year at Food and Wine Festival. Um, over at the ca- over at the Canadian booth was the um, Moosehead Rattler. Now, this is a drink that you would think that I could get in Buffalo being five minutes away from Canada. You would be wrong. Um, in terms of beers, it is one of the most refreshing beers that I have ever had. It was... Well, it was Florida in summer, and it was hot, but my God, was that a fantastic beer. So it's back again this year. Don't get it. Save it for me. Any comments on that? No, I, I think you're spot on. There's a lot of great Rattlers, but Moosehead makes a fantastic one. Yeah, and the reason I say don't get it is because I, I went down again last November it was not available anymore. They had sold out of their allotment for the year. Now, the second drink that I'm going to go with that needs a pairing um, is actually my third place uh, uh, appetizer. Now, you know what? Never mind. I'm not going to call it that. We're just going to skip forward, and we're going to go over to Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar, and I'm going to get the Cool-Headed Monkey, um, which is Star African Rum, a tangerine liqueur, some fresh lime juice, watermelon, and some pineapple juice. It is a very sweet drink, but it is delicious. It's also eleven twenty-five for what it's worth, um, but worth every penny of that. So there's a lot of booze in there, though. So oh yeah, there is. So I would strongly recommend getting one of those if you're at Disney Springs and you want to get a good drink. I was look. I was eyeballing it because of the watermelon, and if uh, <clears throat> if you're saying it's it's worth it, I'm definitely gonna give it a shot next time I'm down then. I I am. Um, I would also recommend you get a delicious Angry Orchard crisp hard apple cider. This is just me trying to annoy Tim. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of ciders I will drink. I shall not drink added post-sugar, post-fermentation, <laughs> white girl wasted beverage. <laughs> Just the same as people who call fireball whiskey. Well, what I would recommend... Should be put oh, stocks. <laughs> <clears throat> this has been Chuck Annoy's Tim, brought to you by Basic. Um, <laughs> but I, what I would recommend is uh, Reggie's Revenge, which is the Florida Cane Orlando Orange Vodka... Uh, Midori melon liqueur, white cranberry juice, and some fresh lime juice to give it its nice green look. Um, so, Tim, when you go, actually, you know, I would really recommend all these drinks looking at them. The Jovito Mojito. Um, those are the only two I could speak to is Reggie's Revenge and um, the Cool-Headed Monkey. But 
strongly, strongly recommended. Except this Hail Marty, it has a Colonel E.H. Taylor Jr. single barrel, single barrel straight Kentucky bourbon whiskey. Um, every time I read it, I think it says Colonel Mustard. <laughs> That's got to be worth some more, because as we discussed earlier, he's no longer with us. <laughs> yeah, no, no, he's been murdered, apparently. Um, allegedly. <laughs> Jeff, have you ever been to um, Jock Lindsay's? Yeah, we went, uh, we had to try it out. Uh, it's really a cool uh, place. I actually was asking around to, to see if any of the locals ever go back, and it doesn't seem to be uh, a big hit for the locals for some reason. I don't know. So, well, it's eleven twenty-five a drink, so. Well, maybe that's it. Uh, so maybe it is just a tourist trap, but um, I like the uh, appetizers there. They're, you know, the, their pretzel and their... Um, uh, some of the other what was the other things there was something else we tried but uh, it's a cool cool atmosphere I would, I'd love to be there with you guys I mean hanging out but uh, I just never am there with the right uh, people I guess <laughs> actually you know what now that I think of it the second time I was there it was with Dave and Kyle yeah huh yeah that'd forgot be, about that I could see that being a cool atmosphere to hang out in oh it was Dave bought a, a souvenir mug and then proceeded to break it Oh crap! Ah, <laughs> uh, Dave. Like I felt legitimately bad for Dave for that one, because I mean the drink that he had was great. I think I don't remember what what he had, um, but the drink was great. He's like, oh, I got to get this mug. Bought the mug, broke it in the hotel room on accident. Oh man! I need to I need to replace that mug for. I didn't break it, but I I, I hope Dave got that mug replaced. All right. Any other comments on drinks at Disney World? By the way, I have cheated uh, so much in this round. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I I say I say let's move uh, let's move on let's uh, let's get to those tasty entrees. All right, we're getting on to the tasty entrees. So this round is anything that could be considered an entree. I guess if you wanted to do a buffet, you could, but I I think there would be better choices. Uh, so Sorry. we're going to go, we're going to go over to the good boy and Tim. Uh, the, <clears throat> as far as my entree, the best thing I've ever had, I am definitely going to be going with, uh, other than the dog sneezing on me, my apologies. <laughs> uh, I am going to be going with the, uh, porterhouse steak at the Yachtsman Steakhouse with the blue cheese crumble and the sautéed onions. Wow. <clears throat> the Yachtsman would have Yachtsman. <clears throat> What's that? You would pick the Yachtsman. Were you wearing your boat shoes, white shorts, and polo button-down at this, this time? Okay, first of all, you wear a blucher because that is a casual shoe for yachting. We went over <laughs> this at PCU. Uh, also, uh, Judge Smales taught us how to dress. Uh, you need your First of all, you mm -hmm. need your cravat. Ah. And you also need your captain's hat because, after all, you are at the Yachtsman's. <laughs> so, after you look down on the 99%, after having your snifter of brandy, you enjoy this beautiful steak. <laughs> Benign, it, all, all joking aside, they do wonderful cuts of meat, never frozen, fresh aged beef. I mean, just this beautiful, beautiful cut of meat that comes out. It's a beautiful restaurant that is just nice, quiet, great place for a romantic dinner. It's, uh, you know, I, uh, 
probably one of the best meal experiences I've had other than Jico and the California Grill when the California Grill is packed with screaming kids wanting to see fireworks. <laughs> Sorry about that again, Tim. <laughs> All right. Jeff, have you had uh, Yachtsman? I have not. So what, No, I haven't it? either. Um, I'm taking good notes. Um, it, it's on my bucket list. Uh, and it sounds like um, if I'm going to get a porterhouse, that sounds like the perfect place. It's honestly, I've never, <clears throat> the worst thing I've ever had there was fantastic, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, I would, uh, I mean, I, I still speak highly of La Cellier's uh, steaks. Uh, my wife had a great cut of meat at Artist Point. Uh, she had a nice cut of meat at California Grill. And she still puts Yachtsman ahead of all those places. So really does speak, uh, she speaks, it does speak volumes as to the quality of their food. Do, do either of you guys have a sous vide machine at home? I'm sorry? Do either of you have a sous vide machine at home? <clears throat> it's the uh, I, circulation uh, circulation uh, uh, cooking device, I guess. Nope. Um, they become mainstream, but basically, uh, it, it's a you can get them for anywhere from even down to like $150, but it's a, basically a a pump that with, with electronic heating uh, that kind of literally shoves into a water bath and can latch onto a, like a bucket or a pan. And um, you put, uh, circulates water to a specific temperature um, and just cooks pretty much anything you want. Uh, it's it's be biggest specialty is meats. And <clears throat> it's since it's gone mainstream uh, in the last five years or so at home, um, but the big secret of all these nice restaurants is they've been sous um, uh steaks uh, and or just cuts of meat for, for a long, long time. And, and circulatory, uh, circulatory uh, bath uh, at a constant temperature. So you can just kind of leave it in that bath water uh, at constant temperature, uh, whatever you're ready to go. Like they'll have their, their medium bath, they'll have their... <laughs> their, you know, uh, uh, medium rare bath and whatever, and then just throw it on their super, super hot grills, blap, uh, for literally seconds on each side and boom. And it, it's, it's really a nice way to, to be quick in a restaurant and, and bring a really, uh, high quality meat and not ruin it. Um, and I, and I, I'm pretty sure pretty much all these restaurants are doing that. So it's, it's, it is impressive. It takes a little bit more time and prepping, but, um, uh, it, it brings out a really good quality product. Um, so yeah, uh, I kind of tell that to people that if they have a really good steak, I can more than, uh, 99% chance that it's probably a sous vide steak. So that, that's good to know. Um, my entree, <laughs> uh, you, you said, uh, no, uh, buffets, but I cannot resist. Uh, so our favorite, I didn't say that. Yeah, no, I, I said, heard you say I said, it. go ahead. <laughs> no, you said it. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, one of my favorite restaurants is Boma for sure. And I have actually treated this as a entree because we go to Boma at least once every trip. So, um, and this is their coconut curry seafood stew. Um, so Boma is famous for having a pretty extensive, uh, unique salad bar and soup, uh, bar. Um, they'll have four different kinds of soups, usually soups or stews, uh, one vegetarian offering, offering, but they consistently will have, uh, the coconut curry seafood stew. And, 
it, it, it for for me it's it just I've been going to uh, Boma since actually we've been going to Animal Kingdom Lodge since they opened in uh, um, I believe it was uh, 2000 and uh, Boma opened with it and we've been going since then man I just cannot get enough of this stuff it just it it's immediately gives me that connection uh, to Disney and uh, it's just that feel good vibe very flavorful. Um, <clears throat> Uh, it's it's got that hint of curry spice in it. Uh, lots of various seafood, uh, mussels or um, or clams. Uh, it varies uh, during whatever season it is. Um, but uh, beautiful, beautiful soup. Um, when I first started going to Boma, uh, they still do this to this day. But it just this sticks in my mind a little bit more than others. Um, any, any of the chefs will, will talk, talk your leg off. You can, it's an open air kitchen. Uh, you can talk to the chefs and the food preps, um, uh, and they'll, they'll go into great detail and they're very passionate about what they're doing. Um, well, whenever I first, uh, started going to Boma, we, uh, the, uh, the, uh, sous chef, uh, which is primary, uh, in a restaurant, the sous chef, head sous chef was, uh, is their main, um, job or role is is uh usually the soups and stews and they uh he went in great detail about all these soups and stews and that's when he told me it's a fit that boma is a 15 million dollar kitchen and that you know this was just kind of blew me away and it makes a lot of sense um there's so much uh going on uh involved in in that big giant uh restaurant but um Anyway, uh, I, I make a lot of soups and stews at home, and, I'm, and I know it takes a long time to get them prepped and, and, and uh, slow cook. So it's usually really impressive for me to, to, uh, to do that. And I'm not joking. I've literally sat there and had three bowls of this stuff. <laughs> that's my buffet, you know, maybe a salad. All right, I'll give you that. <laughs> and that's it. And okay, and some zebra domes. But uh, it's, it's that mm. good. Anyway. No, I'll agree with you. Anything from Boma is that good. You could have picked the entire menu and there would have been no argument for me. <laughs> right on. Uh, Tim, anything on Boma? I, I completely agree with what Jeff had to say. Uh, I, as far as anything, and I, uh, as far as what you said too, anything from Boma, um, another one where the worst thing I ever had there was fantastic. Uh, as a matter of fact, because I love their chicken corn chowder that they used to have on the buffet so much, I actually wrote to Disney to get the recipe, yeah. and it is fantastic. Yeah. That sounds like I need to go to Boma again. And uh, two words, zebra domes. Zebra domes, yeah. Yeah, I fully agree. Um, so my choice for my entree is going to be kind of controversial in the sense that you can kind of get this anywhere. But it is the only place that I try to make it a point to go to every time that we're in Disney World. And we're going to go to Via Napoli for the pizza. Um, you can get whatever pizza you want. My personal preference would be the uh, pepperoni pizza, but that's just because of who I am. Um, this is some of the best pizza I think I have ever had. Um, thin crust, thick crust, whatever. The, the wood-fired um, ovens that they use make this pizza in what, like 90 seconds, something crazy like that. Yeah. Um, it, it's so good. And it is the only place that I will continuously try to go back to 
for one menu item. I mean, I would not go to Chef Mickey's again. I would go to Boma again, but, you know, that's a buffet and you can literally get whatever you want. Um, but Via Napoli is just that good and their pizza is that good. So that is the best thing that I have ever had for an entree. Gentlemen, do you have any thoughts on that other than, hey, I picked a pizza? I can't really say much because uh, I've never really eaten at Via Napoli because I really don't eat pizza in Disney World. Well, you other need than to. other than when we try to burn up maybe a credit late at night if we've been doing a lot of park hopping and uh, you know we do like extra magic hours or something like that and we come back and we're a little bit hungry we'll uh, you know we'll grab one of the pizzas and split you know split a little bit of it and. Luckily, there's a fridge there because those pizzas are flipping enormous. But yep. uh, no, I've, I've never actually had Via Napoli. I've never been down to uh, Blaze. Uh, there's actually a couple of what? Blazes around uh, around our neighborhood so, and around our areas. Mm. Okay. Jeff, what about you? Oh, no, no. I'm glad you brought that up. And I can hear Dave yelling at us right now. But I love Via Napoli uh, pizza. They're, uh, me and my oldest daughter, that's one of our favorite uh traditions at uh disney is via napoli's um what is it half meter pizza or whatever um yeah yeah and uh i don't know i i love it i've never been in new york city so it, i've just told that, that these guys kind of come from that area so uh they they do pizza right so at least i i get a feeling that it's close at least it's close to be like <laughs> the famous new york pizza Anyway, you're you're closer than I am, Chuck. And if you're giving it a thumbs up, I'm gonna go ahead and say it's 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 official. I've <laughs> had that New York City pizza, and it is good. Um, but I would still say that this is better. Nice, old statement coming from New York. <laughs> yeah. All right, gentlemen. We've had appetizers. We've had drinks. Some of us have had a couple of drinks. We've all had our entree. You know what we need to close out our meal with? Dessert. So for this round, anything that can be considered a dessert, Jeff, I guess you could technically include your marshmallow cake as a dessert as well as an appetizer if you wanted to. <laughs> um, is fair game. No, a dinner buffet is not considered a dessert. No matter how hard you try. But anything that is a snack, dessert, that sweet type of uh, food item is up for this round. So do you have any questions about this round's rule? Absolutely not. All right, good. <laughs> Jeff, we're going to start with you. What is your go-to best dessert you've ever had in Walt Disney World? Uh, this, this is going to sound kind of generic, but... what? This reminds me of Disney World to a T, and it's offered actually in numerous places. Uh, you'll probably find it in even down to... The, I've had it at Value Resorts. That's why another... Just the fact that it's uh, superfluous makes it even better. And it's called the uh, Hot Apple Blossom Sunday. Um, so basically it's a little uh, apple pie uh, pastry, uh, and they'll heat it up for you, and then put any kind of ice cream I recommend just vanilla straight up on top of it um and then they'll drizzle it with a little caramel sauce but uh i've had it i think i've had it at four different places it's it's just when i walk up and i see they have it i just immediately get it because it's just to me it just rings home just comfort food for me and 
Um, it's just gorgeous, and I think they, they must make them fresh every day because they're just always amazing. That's my favorite. I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> Tim? Uh, again, how, how can you? I mean, apples, ice cream, caramel. Uh, there, No one can tell Jeff he's wrong here. <laughs> no, as not at all. As much as I'm sure that Dave is still screaming, anything that's not from New York sucks. <laughs> I mean, I, which, by the way, I have no idea why I always make him sound like John Travolta's character from Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> I have no idea why, because he doesn't sound like that. But I can't help it. Every time he's, you know, does his whole anything that's not from my area sucks. That's all. I, you know, that's all I can think of is, you know, it's like, oh, my God, you sweat hog. <laughs> Except he's not John Travolta's character. No, he's not. Ah, Dave's a good guy. <laughs> he is. He is. Dave is actually a very fantastic human being, and I, you know, again, the, as I always go, you know, Buddy Hackett always says, "We roast the ones we love." <laughs> yeah. All right, Tim, where are you going for dessert? I am walking right into Ohana, and I am getting that bananas Foster bread pudding with the caramel sauce. Oh, man. Oh, I am a huge Bananas Foster guy. I love good bread pudding, that caramel sauce. It is worth putting up with all of the screaming, yelling. <laughs> just, and I'm just talking about the adults at this point. <laughs> it's, uh, I, oh, I, it is. It makes Ohana, the atmosphere bearable. Mm. Uh, the the whole meal. I, I don't want. I don't want anybody to think I'm bashing the whole. Me the, the whole meal is fantastic. Uh, I, I don't. As far as like a family style meal, I don't think you can really get better than Ohana. Uh, although Liberty Tree is definitely stepping up their game. <laughs> well, so is um, <laughs> the one in the Land Pavilion, uh, Garden Grill. Oh, Garden Grill's fantastic. That's I would go for that salad alone with all of the fresh vegetables from uh, from the land. Oh, I would easily go for that again. Right. But yeah, that bread pudding. Oh, I was I was honestly thinking about going with the uh, the fresh mango and raspberry sorbet, which is served at uh, La Hacienda, which is phenomenal. I do and I do enjoy that a lot. But we were about to hit record and. All of a sudden, uh, when we talked about the uh, the coffee, the Bananas Foster coffee, it popped up. Wait a minute. Ohana bread pudding. <laughs> Sorry, Sorbet. You're out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that's my pick. I, I've never had it. Confession. Eh, you know, hey. It's, uh, it, it's, but the thing is, you know, we at least have photographic proof of you being in Disney World, like in the last calendar year. I mean, Again, it's the whole thing of I, I really want to see Pat like post a picture from inside a ride with like today's newspaper proving he's actually been on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that I think of it, yeah, that's a good call, Pat. These are our demands. <laughs> you need to do whatever Tim just said. Post a picture of a newspaper or something. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Handsome note ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm clearly not in charge of writing our ransom notes. <laughs> All right. So for my choice, um, I'm going to go with my original pick, but I am going to have an honorable mention because I don't know if it still exists anymore. 
Um, we've kind of already talked about Zebra Drome, so we're not we're not going to touch on that. Um, my honorable mention will be the dessert that used to be at uh, Garden Grill, where it was the like the fresh berry compote in the warm. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you need Sorry. a minute, Tim? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. okay. But yes, yeah. oh my goodness, you yeah, are correct, sir. Like that is so good. And the uh, is is it whipped cream or is it uh, ice cream on top? From I what think, I remember, I think they do like a fresh vanilla bean ice cream. Yeah, and it is very fresh and very very good. Um, yeah, the de- the dessert is a berry shortcake. Um, with a vanilla bean whipped cream. So we were both right, um, which is <laughs> difficult. So that is a delicious dessert, and it still exists. But the number one dessert that I've ever had at Walt Disney World is over at Beaches and Cream, and it's going to be the No Way Jose. Now, you're probably sitting there thinking, No Way Jose, there's got to be better stuff. But let me tell you, what is better than all that peanut butter, chocolate, and ice cream in one gigantic um, dish bowl, big wine glass, whatever they want to call it. Yeah, it is a goblet of ice cream. Where are you getting these units of measurement, you may ask? (laughs) We're just making them up. Um, Have you guys had this? A desk of cake? <laughs> Have you guys had this, the No Way Jose? No, but all I heard was peanut butter, chocolate served in a goblet. So you you have me sold now. <laughs> Anything it, with peanut butter, you will I mean if if you ever want to kill me easily, just slather uh, just just slather a cyanide capsule in peanut butter. I'm maybe we shouldn't gone. tell people how to kill you, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Man, next week's breaking news will be Tim murdered. By Mrs. Mustard. <laughs> yeah, by Mrs. Mustard. Uh, so, sorry, I was I was another one lost in the Great Cutting Board War. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so the description on the No Way Jose is a peanut butter and hot fudge delight. There's other words there, but those are the only ones that matter. Oh yeah, I've had it numerous times. It's it's phenomenal. It's my number. It's my favorite thing there. Um, the only thing that I will say to this, and. Uh, it, this may be a, a kind of a sacrilege. Uh, don't get one for yourself and one for your significant other. Just get one. Don't try to have two of those. It's uh, you're not going to finish it. <laughs> yeah, that's huge. No. Like when when we say goblet of ice cream, it is basically a uh, a chalice. Yeah, <laughs> you, you already have me sold, so. <laughs> We're just trying to sweeten the deal. I will definitely share something. Yeah, you're going to need to. Not only is it Florida and it's 100 degrees, it's just a lot of freaking ice cream that you have to eat fast because it's still Florida. You're inside, but it will still melt. Um, So really, anything that you get over at Beaches and Cream um, is a good option, except for the kitchen sink because gross. Like, don't eat that by your – well, it's not gross trying to eat it by yourself which is how i imagine all meals to be consumed is gross but it does it it does clearly say serves for yeah um 
So that's our best items ever. Why don't you tell us at home what your best items are? And you can do that through a number of different ways. You can do that on Twitter. You can do that on Facebook. And we will tell you where that is in just a moment. But before we sign off for the evening, we're going to have Tim and Jeff tell us where they can be found. So we're going to start with Tim. Where can you be found on the interwebs? You can find me on the Twitter sphere at plain underscore Tim. And you can find me on the Facey, the Facey space book at Tim Schweska. Ah, Kevin Spacey book. Got it. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, where can they find you? I'm at brain dud 92 on Twitter and just brain do D E W on Instagram. And I could be found on the Twitter machine at Chuck in the chat. And you can find all of us on Twitter at the Mickey dudes. You could find us all on Facebook at the Mickey dudes. And you could find us on Instagram at the Mickey dudes podcast. So your homework for this week is to tell us what your favorite thing that you ever ate in Walt Disney world has been or currently is, or if you're reading it right now, what that is, because we're hungry. Um, But with that being said, thank you for joining us this week, and we will see you all next week. You've just listened to another exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.